culture critic, journalist, podcaster, and YouTuber. I am the co-host of So Here's What Happened podcast on the babuayodopodcast.com network, as well as the host of Beyond the Romance podcast, which um, which is my drama podcast where I talk about Asian dramas and films occasionally. And I'm also the host of Carolyn Talks, which is a sub-podcast of So Here's What Happened. But this one here is going to be a dedicated podcast on Colin. And this is where I'll be talking to film creatives in the industry, same as I do for my other Car- Carolyn Talks podcast. But this one will be integrated with um, talking with just... Um, TV and film in general as well. So like for this first episode, which is Let's Chat Dramas, I'll be doing um just a chat about the dramas that I've been watching recently. And I'll have my guests, um, are my friends who, who are tuning in to talk about the dramas that we've been watching. We're going to get messy and fun and <laughs> just gossip. And this is going to, I'm so excited, but I'm nervous. And um, let's see, we have, right now we have Josie and Brett. And if you want to speak, you just indicate that you want to speak, and I will let you in. And, um, yeah, so let's see. I think today I'll start talking about what I was just watching before I started, which was uh, Forecasting Love and Weather, which is a Netflix Korean drama. That one is up to episode 10, I believe, today, but I've only seen part of episode 9. I ran out to the supermarket, so I wasn't able to watch everything. But I love it. It's really good. It's really entertaining. I love how they're integrating the meteorology and weather and like how that whole how the Korean um meteorological association operates, but also the getting to know the inner workings of the people who work there. And like, I love how they're tying into people's behavior. So like for instance, they'll use an episode about rain and tie it into how like um romance can be like you can have a happy day but then all of a sudden you have a downpour and it affects your mood so look how they're tying in whether into people's behavior and mood and kind of like sociology so it's really interesting um and but there is a character kijan <laughs> i cannot stand him oh my god he's terrible he's awful he's he's malicious he's he's nosy he's disrespectful he's selfish above all and he's immature which is the worst thing ever and then there's the female lead, which is, um, who is Hak Young, played by um, Park Park Young Min. I call her like the queen of Korean office romance dramas because she's so good, and she's been in quite a few office romances. Um, the last one was Touch Your Heart with Lee Dong Wook, and then the male lead of Love Forecasting Love and Weather is um Si uh, Si Woo, who's played by Song Kang, and he is on. He's been, I think his last four dramas have all been Netflix dramas because there was um, Navriella and then there was, why am I drawing a blank? Sweet Home, which was really, really good. Sweet Home is kind of like a horror thriller. It's really good. Um, And I haven't seen Navriella though, yeah, though. And he was in something else before, but I don't know. I think he's getting ready to enlist. So like he's he's getting ready to enlist. So we're gonna have him for a while after the forecasting. I'm gonna miss him. And um right now I'm joined by Josie and Brett. Welcome, Brett. I don't know you, but thank you for joining in. And for Josie. Hi, Josie. Um and other dramas that I've been watching recently is I I've been watching <clears throat> probably way too many dramas. I recently wrapped wrapped up through the darkness which is again another korean drama and that one is on viki and that one was is about um the first south korean criminal profiler and he started working in south korea around the mid 90s and he became like one of the foremost criminal profilers in the world um he he he's he's still i don't believe he's retired yet because i remember i watched a show with him he was on a variety show and he was talking about his career as a criminal profiler. And I believe he's still active as a criminal profiler in South Korea. And I'm going to look up his name because he's written books, I believe, as well. And one good thing about the call-in app is I can edit it and it all the dead space when I put it to publish. Yay. So, right, his name is um, Ah Young. And look, he's played by Kim Nam Gil. I love Kim Nam Gil. He's a really good actor. And then the other supporting actor is 
Jin Sung Kyo, he was really good. The two of them had a really good dynamic. They're the ones who started the criminal profiling. Um, I don't want to say organization is not, I can't remember the exact term for it. Um, in right, the criminal behavioral analysis team, right? They're the ones who started it in um, South Korea. So that was really good. Again, like the first few dramas, like it's about serial killers, of course, but the first one was talking about a little girl who was missing and killed and it was like crying. And that one was hard to watch. Like it was very tough. Um, and I've been watching some other Japanese dramas. I watched Fishbowl Wives recently, which was really good. And that one talks a lot about um, sexuality um, with regards to older women, like women in their late 30s, early to mid 40s, and talking about sexuality and like how women can be unfulfilled in their marriages and in their relationships with men and how they might seek out extramarital affairs with other with, with other men to get what they're missing from at home. And it's a, it's really good, to me, it's really good because it should the same how men say that they're not being fulfilled at home. Women can say, well, you're not fulfilling at home too. So guess what? I'm going to go cheat. And now that cheating is right, but it kind of shows you that women do have these same feelings. But then it also talks about the dynamic and the relationships between younger men and older women. And also the relationships between women and how you can either be friend or foe. And like female friendships are very complex and they can bond over certain things. It was a really good show. That one is on Netflix. And um let's see what else have i have i been watching i started a chinese drama called sweet tooth that one is kind of just like a slice of life rom-com kind of bubblegum candy candy corn <laughs> um <laughs> cotton candy um drama is it wasn't what i thought it was gonna be um but it's okay so far i've i've binge like six episodes yesterday it's like i just like fast forward to some parts of like some of the characters are super annoying and i've been watching royal feast which is a chinese palace drama that one was okay that one is pretty good okay i'm here for the food the food is gorgeous the, the it's food porn oh hi joyce hi joyce lynn thank you for joining remember if you want to in if you want to um chat you can indicate and i will let you in i'm trying to remember how you do that <laughs> Or you have to say that you want to take a call. So you you that you want to make a call, and Josie, I, I invited you to speak so you can make yourself you can unmute yourself because it works the same way as Twitter. Ah, I was looking at the little phone thing. Oh, you found it right. So there you go. Thank you. So what do you want to talk about, Josie? Let's see. What shows show? Remember, this is going to be like an easy chat and like we get all messy about the dramas we've been watching. And I think we could probably start. Let me see. The one you wanted to talk about was you said Fishbowl Wise, but then also Kill Heal is going to be messy. I think Kill Heal is going to be oh, super yes. messy. Yes. So, so messy. So which one do you want to talk about? Um, I think we've only seen two episodes of Kill Heal. And of course, we're here for the shoes and the mess. Um, mm -hmm. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. um, we already have some contention amongst the group because, you know, I'm all for Moran. And um, <laughs> I know she might be the villain, but I can't. I cannot. I cannot. I'm, I'm on her side. I will be on her side until she does something so morally wrong where I can no longer support her. So, so. you don't think that her, you don't think that her messing with um a girl her her psych her psychology and like just like men resting with her mental illness like triggering mm -hmm. a panic attack you know like she she caused her to get a, a panic attack and i'm just like that is not cool like you're manipulating and exploiting someone's mental illness mm -hmm. to make them work to get them to come turn to your side so you can manipulate them that's so mean but do you think she really knows or like she she was doing it because she knew it was going to cause her to have the hallucination or she was going to actually have a panic attack where she physically fell to the floor or where I thought that she was just doing it because she knew that there's something deeper going with that Hisu character. She knows she has some type of, um, I don't want to say trauma, but I feel like Moran knows that she talks a big game. Like she's putting up, this front where like I'm big, I'm bad, I can take over Okran's um Okran's um spot on the show, I can do it, I can do it. But Moran's like, can you? 
can you? Can you? And she's just that one person. And she's not nice about it. And I, and I mean, I don't think she necessarily knew that she was going to go and do all of that. Like that was going to happen. I think she was just doing it to psych her out, to make her. You know? She may not have. He, she may have known that she'd be seeing basically a ghost, but mm. I think he knew that Wu Yan would kind of like freak out because mm. she saw her freak out in the hallway after the confrontation mm-hmm. with the designer. And mm-hmm. I think she's been observing her for a while. Mm-hmm. Now she knows that there is something going on with Wu Yan mentally, mm-hmm. that she knows she may have some type of mental illness. And mm-hmm. she exploited that because, like, why if she didn't? Because simply switching the pants wouldn't be enough to make any other person freak out the way that Wuyan does. She was counting on Wuyan freaking out on on camera. She was counting on her not being able to handle the situation. So she knew when she exploited that. Mm. Fair. 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 That's the that's my issue. My thing is like why would you mess with someone's someone's uh, mental health? You know, like you yeah, you wanted to work with you believe that, that's such a villain that's just such a villain way to do it she's she's a good villain and she knows how to work the people around her from the very very top of the company all the way down to the people working for her yeah she does and i I want the three of them Wuyan, moran and oxen to get together to work to bring down that terrible designer <laughs> the, all the people that are terrible there need to be brought down but i want Wuyan and Oksan to team up then to take on mm-hmm. moran because i think moran is going to get more is going to become more worse with the yeah. more power she gains mm-hmm. definitely um, she's been biding her time with that whole family that whole rich family biding her time literally taking over her mom's role as kind of like the you know not a servant but just someone who just kind of you know sits around with that um with the president's wife and just tells her what she wants to hear and i don't know it's, it feels so subservient and then you know when she's at the office she just turns into the devil that she is mm-hmm. and don't forget more i left that lady in the street oh yeah like she could have helped she could have asked her driver <laughs> to like pull over and let's help her no they drove they, I can hear Joy laughing. I can hear Joy practically laughing. Like, they left that lady in the street for dead. Literally. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, my gosh. She, she did. Love that. Just peeled off and said, go on. I'm like, you are you going to leave someone, like, dying in the street right there? And the woman was trying to get her attention and, like, yeah, I'm like, you are straight up Bill Moran. And then. I really did forget that whole scene. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I'm keeping my tally. Oh my goodness! So you're watching that. You're watching forecasting love. I feel like you were telling me something else. You were watching that. I okay. So heard. let me see. I'm trying to come with the list in my head. So forecasting love and weather. We're watching mm-hmm. Kill Heal. We're mm-hmm. watching. Um, I started Cutie Pie. Um, we finished Semantic Error. Yay! So let me see. I'm trying to figure out. Should I count the dramas that I am watching or the ones that I just wrapped up? Okay, so let, you know what? Let me think about the ones that I am actually watching. So, so um, <laughs> Kill Heal, uh, Royal Feast, <laughs> Sweet Tooth, Cutie Pie. Um, let me go and check, check out drama. Because one thing about Drama Cool, they, I use the thumbnails kind of as a list of what I want to look at and see what I'm watching. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I, I would, I've been watching a couple Japanese dramas. Oh, I've been watching one called um, Overnighters or Night Watch or something. It's about um, emergency room doctors that work the night shift. So that one is good. Um, we've been watching uh, Kayasiaku Abunai Abu, which is the right. Japanese drama. We love Kayasiaku. Um, Watashi to Iru Naru Nare, which is the kind of like a spoof parody of um <laughs> of Sherlock Holmes, but I would all I would say more like the the, the the I would say more of the Sherlock show rather than the actual books. I think it's actually a spoof of the show itself. It feels like a, also. Have you, did you ever watch Monk? 
Yes. I kind of feel a little monk coming from him, just like his mannerisms. <laughs> oh, yes. I think it might be a spoof of both of those. And also <laughs> Shujikara, which is, Shijukara, which is a Japanese um, drama about this romance between a wo- an older woman and a younger um, man. She's a manga artist. And like it's really good and talks about affairs. Like She's having an affair with her husband. She's married. But her husband is like absolute. He's terrible. Like, he does not love her. He practically assaulted her one night. And oh. he's like, because, you know, we are married and all this. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's assault. Oh. And um, what else have I been watching? Yeah, there's another Japanese drama that I started. I don't remember the name of it. Um, But it's about this girl who um is visually impaired. That one is really good because I like how they're handling the discussion of um, disability and how people with disabilities are can be in romantic relationships and like what's expected of a romantic partner and also working with a disability. That one is really good. Um, I've been watching Military Prosecutor Doberman. I wasn't sure about where this drama was going to go because I could not stand <laughs> the male lead, which is Bill Bigman. And I'm like, I can't stand this character. I'm like, he's a villain. He's an idiot. He's a jerk. But they're turning him around. They kind of like made him into sort of an anti-hero in the first two episodes. But I like how they're developing the character. And what else have we been watching? And um, I think that's and I feel like I'm forgetting somewhere. I think that's it for the dramas that I'm currently watching. Did, the I feel I, to... I feel like we're watching a business proposal too. That we're watching what? A business proposal. Yes. Yes. Let's say a business proposal. That makes me happy. I have to watch episode four because it's up to episode four so far, and I need <laughs> to watch the fourth episode. But I like how the male lead find found out who he doesn't know who she is yet, mm-hmm. but he knows that she isn't who she she he knows that she was pretending to be someone and then like they kind of like she realizes that he knows so she's kind of like making him think that he is then against someone that she is then against someone else Mm -hmm. but like he made her sign his contract um to like help to date him to because he told his wife that he's dating someone so like and I'm just like, but girl, you signed this contract using the fake name so it's not valid so you still don't got to do anything he says anyway because like it's with a fake name right i'm like this is not a legally binding contract so i'm like go ahead try try to sue me you can't because like it's invalid i'm trying to think wait have we started no we have not started i started the first episode of crazy love but i have not finished it i think i'm saving it for a little bit you're saving um, it to binge watch yeah i don't think i'll save it to binge watch because i really love kim jae i might save it for you know maybe a, a weekend where i'm not busy and i'll just catch up like six episodes in yeah crazy love is one let me see i'm looking up that one i'm trying to remember which one that is someone with um, crystal and jail all right that one mm-hmm. i think that's one that i'm planning to binge watch as well as 21 25 mm-hmm. and there is another one uh, 39 so those are the three Korean dramas that I'm planning to binge watch when they're complete. Because it's hard to keep up with all the dramas. Especially, I think, with us. Because we, we don't just focus just on K-dramas. We're watching no, we so don't. many other ones. Because like, yeah. like, Joy with her luck horns, or lack horns, and then <laughs> her craziness. <laughs> her very, very crazy. And exactly. know what your gay dramas and your K dramas uh-huh. and your Thai dramas. We watch our Chinese yeah. and our Taiwanese dramas, and I watch my films and TV shows for like my car, my my work yeah. coverage. It's hard, and as soon as it does, be I'm just like, am I doing proper like um you know like for the podcast mm-hmm. or beyond the romance? I'm thinking, oh, I need to be watching all of these things so that I can do like proper recast and update it. But I'm like, first and first, it's impossible to keep up with everything and watch with everything. And right. two, like I'm working at my own pace. I'm doing. I'm, I have to give myself some. I have to learn to give myself grace. Yes. For this, yes. for for not being able to do everything that I want to do at the same thing. Is it called crazy? It's no, no. Let me see. I'm here looking at Asian Wiki, and they put in crazy love, but it said crazy first love. But that mm. one came out in 2019. And there's love is a crazy thing, which came out in 2020, 2020, and then there's crazy in love, which came out in 2020. Um. Oh, crazy love. Okay, here it is. It's further down. Wait, no, that's the wrong thing. 
It might be like crazy love and then 2022 because there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of dramas with crazy love in the show. There are. Oh, okay, right. This one, yeah, because it debuted March 7th, so I think I found it. So it does have, it replaced uh, Moonshine. So it's Kim Jae-woo, Crystal, Ha-joon, Yoo and Young, and Im Won-ye. And this is, what is it about? Ah. Oh, okay, so this is like one of those ones set in a school. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about schools. Oh, how, oh my gosh. I, the ones set in schools kind of like potentially stress me out because we know there's going to be bullying, horrible parents. Like, should, the parents are really always No bullying. Please, no bullying. <laughs> But this, this, this one is juvenile justice. No bullying for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, one thing this one doesn't seem to focus on the students, though. It's more like administrative. It looks like. Hopefully, but the ones at the schools, like the parents, are always trash. The teachers are trash because they don't really do anything with the bullying, and no one ever faces consequences. And it's just like, but this one, yeah, this one, it sounds good. And I like Kim Jae um, Crystal. She- She's not really my favorite actress. <laughs> she's kind of hit and miss for me. Mm. I was watching Police University with her. That's one I still haven't even finished because I just wasn't feeling her and the Millie. Like, I wasn't really feeling the drama. So that's one that I didn't finish. And I'm like, I'm a completionist. I like to, especially for dramas, I start, I usually like to try to finish. But I've gotten the point, you know, sometimes it's just okay to drop a drama. If it's not, if you're not feeling it, don't push yourself. I'm gonna come back to it like two, three years later, which is like there's a whole list of dramas that I started like four, <laughs> five years ago, and I haven't finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. all have that. She, list. She's a, yeah, she's an actress. I, I'm like she's hit her. She's kind of like hit or miss to me. I liked her in the player. She was pretty. Um, she was pretty okay in the player. There's certain characters that she does well for me. I I like her in certain characters that she plays, but yeah. She's a she's a hit or miss for me as well. Oh, yeah. I never heard looking at the thing. I didn't realize that um Taewon Sok um was in Private Life too. He is the guy, he's like my husky, he's like my husky baby because he's so he's not he's not like the typical like thin or lean and tall male Korean male lead. Like he is like husky, he's like muscular. And um, I didn't know he was in Privilege. I might just check it out for him and Kim Jae-woo, who is the lead. Wait, you life. didn't watch um, her private life? I haven't seen her private life yet, which is kind of oh. weird because that one is all about um fandom. It's about, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it has um, Park Min Young. And I love my Park Min Young. But I, really I just haven't, good. I really haven't gotten in. I haven't seen um the her private life as yet. I think you'll enjoy it. I'll get to it eventually because I don't but I do know it does have some problematic aspects because I know there's a character who basically poisons her boyfriend it, it was because she gives food that he was allergic to and I'm just like that's attempted murder <laughs> I, that's what I'm also watching a, a C drama and I have that same sentiment because I'm laughing at maybe 80% of what's happening and the other 20% I, I literally am just looking at my screen like we're doing this in 2022. This is we're still doing this, but oh lord, lordy lord. Yeah, like there's there's still some storylines that we, I'm just like 2022 and we're still here. Oh, Joy, you're in the chat. You're like <laughs> she's like you. I like you. I like her private life. I know I probably will, but there you know all of these dramas are problematic in some. There's none that are perfect. Uh, yes. yes, Joy, it is attempted murder. If you if you purposely feed someone food they're allergic to, in my in my opinion, that is attempted murder. Especially if they have anaphylactic, um, if they go into anaphylactic shock, or uh, when they have their allergic reactions. Yes, Joy, that is attempted murder. <laughs> um, <laughs> you you were. <laughs> That it is. It is. It's you're trying to kill me. That's what this that's what's happening here. And there's mm. no denying it. Um and let me see. The only other other oh, 
So I wanted to also, but you guys aren't watching Love and uh, for, Forecasting Love and Weather, right? I think I'm the only no. one out of us that's watching it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But look, I mean, people are talking about it, and they're also talking a lot about 25, 21 on the timeline. I feel like a lot of people are watching those too. Yeah, 25, 21. Like, that one seems like pretty good. Like, I saw people t- um, talking about the, f- the lead female character. Like, she's, she, she, I saw scenes with her. She's chaotic. Like she's like telling the guy like I like you, but I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with that because my brain is off. Like she like thinking about him makes her brain all foggy, and she's just oh. like, "Oh, I like you so much." And, he, and he's like, "Um, is he's like, okay, what am I supposed to do with that?" Is like, I'm glad you like me, but you're freaking out about this. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "What am I supposed to do with that?" That's something I would say. Like I love you, but my brain isn't working right now. <laughs> Oh goodness gracious! It's hilarious. It is so funny. And, then there's a um, drama that starts that started either today or yesterday, and it's an OCN drama, and I don't remember what it was, and I it's bothering me. Um, OCN. Mm-hmm, I don't think crazy. I don't think crazy in love is OCN. Let me check. I think that's there's how... a. I I know because I remember it. I was like yeah. an OCN drama. It either aired the first episode today or aired it yesterday. Mm. Mm. Crazy love is a KBS drama, but that one they the the plot synopsis does sound interesting because like basically he gets a prediction of being murdered and he pretends to have amnesia, <laughs> like. Pretending to have amnesia ain't gonna stop that from seeking you. <laughs> um, oh I'm I dropped to a drama that. sponsor. It was terrible. The, I don't understand what that show was supposed to be, but so, I was reading it. I was reading the synopsis for it. I'm like, I don't understand you. And there was one I was watching um, with. I think it's called Tracer. And it mm-hmm. seemed pretty okay, but I was watching our drama cool. But the whoever the person is doing the subs, they're not doing a good job at all. And yes. it's just like the dialogue is it doesn't the dialogue doesn't make sense. And I'm just and people are like, you guys need to find subs from somewhere else because this person is doing a terrible job and you can't understand what's going on because like you legit can't understand what the what the subs are saying. But and it seemed it seemed funny, but dialogue, I can't make sense. So Reading sponsor, let me see, it's three or four people who look for a sponsor to satisfy their desires. Um, yeah, I dropped it. I watched maybe, I think I watched the whole entire first episode and I was just, I, I did not know what to do with myself because, you know, people were scheming and it's not good scheming because, you know, <laughs> you could have revenge, you can have evil characters, but if it's not written correctly, it just, it, it just, I didn't know what was happening. So I dropped it. Yeah, so basically it's about these people get a sponsor who I guess is someone to help them attain certain things. But it's like they're they're all ambitious and they're trying to get help to achieve these ambitions, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's probably the not superior one day. Thank you, Joy. <laughs> that's what it's called. I'm sorry. A superior that's the one you dropped so it wasn't sponsored no, it was no. The, the new drama that aired today yesterday today because there's only one episode it's called a superior day and it hasn't it wasn't subbed when i saw it so i didn't want to watch hmm. it the poster looks interesting mm-hmm Oh, it's about a firefighter. That's not approached by a stranger who informs him that his neighbor, Konshu, is like is the likely culprit. Hmm. Contract killer. Oh, Jingu. What? Yeah, Jingu is playing the main character, um, Yuo Cho. Oh. I love Jingu. Let's see who else. Oh, so basically there is an antagonist who is like a serial killer. It's giving um Flower of Evil vibes. Reading the synopsis. 
I it's making me think of Flower of Evil, and it's only eight episodes, so you know they can't drag it. They can't drag it. They can't, and which is one of the reasons why I think Through the Darkness did so well for me, is mm-hmm. because it was twelve episodes. It was you know it was just perfect. I loved it. I really liked um Through the Darkness because. To me, when it, because it's talking about us about serial killers and about, mm-hmm. about violence, one thing they do is the scenes that are violent, they they're not glorified. Like they yes. have you have the scene, but they don't like the director make sure that you don't dwell on that. Like the violence mm-hmm. isn't the purpose of the scenes actually, mm-hmm. because one of the things the show really talks about is how when you have situations like that, when like there's a serial killer or even like there's someone who's been murdered, mm-hmm. how the media sensationalizes the violence and the criminals themselves mm-hmm. rather than pay attention to the victims. Yep. Right. So yep. through the darkness really talks about how like the victims are need to be given attention to how they, they their lives mattered and the families and like how the families need to be acknowledged. Yep. And people and the 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 media needs to do a better job of not glorifying the deaths because that hurts the families the surviving mm-hmm. families and the show really talks about that and i like that it's 12 episodes but they they focus on i think it's the first four serial killers that they caught yeah when um when they started the um criminal analysis unit so but it, it takes years so like this the show goes through a series um i think it's about the first 10 years um, yeah, five, we started yeah, like in ninety something, and the last scene we were in two thousand yeah. something. Yeah, it started in nineteen ninety eight, I think. Yeah, because it, they covered a guy who um was uh, I, and I looked it up on on Wikipedia. I looked it up because like they have like these are all actual cases that happened, and one mm-hmm. of the criminals they they talked about who isn't a serial killer. But he managed to break out of prison. He was one of the first <laughs> um, prisoners who escaped from a prison in South Korea. He was on the run for like two years. So like they didn't talk about him, but they kind of they mentioned the character, they mentioned the person, and like they showed a clip, like an actual news clip of mm-hmm. this of this person. And it was like it was intrigued. I'm like, what is this? What's going on? And I looked at him I'm like, oh wait, he was an actual criminal who did escape from prison and was on the run for two years. And while he was on the road for two years, he was out there committing other crimes, and they caught him purely by accident, mm-hmm. which is actually how a lot, all of the serial killers that were caught were caught was because, like the the, the profilers, they have all of the information and they're doing all of these things. But the thing is, is like what they're saying is that like, all these people are so arrogant, like they think they're they're so narcissistic mm-hmm. that they think that they can commit the perfect crime. But they all end up always making one mistake that always yeah. catches them. There and is no perfect that, crime. There is no such thing as a perfect crime. And the thing is, is like these people, they get caught because they make a mistake or they think that other people aren't paying attention to them. And like people be like, oh, wait, you just did something. Let me call the police and the police turn up. Right. So it's interesting. Yep. But I do like how Through the Darkness is, um, it, it, like, it was very... It was to me the storylines were very well handled, and I do like yeah. how they also showed how um, doing this work can affect the profilers mentally and emotionally. Like they do suffer trauma, they do. Um, it does affect how it does affect their health, and it talks about that because there's a point where he's like, "I don't want to do this anymore," and mm-hmm. he he was, "I'm tired. I I don't want to do this work anymore." And he only started back doing it because one of the victims' mother she went yeah. in and she was like, "I appreciate that everything you've done." to help cash my kill my daughter because he think he thought he wasn't doing enough and he thought that he didn't do enough because her daughter had died and she was like my daughter may have died but because of the work you did you stopped other people's children from being murdered by this man and you helped catch him right and she's like that's that's important she's like you caught him and mm-hmm. so she thanked him for that and she also told him also to look after himself and like that changed his mind and it, it changed his mind about going back to her, but I think it also changed his mentality with the way he approached the work because he was learning how not to internalize everything. Yeah, and you right? can see and, that how when he came back and he was pro- he was working on that last case, the last two ca- the last from the last two episodes, just how he was different, and all his coworkers were like, you know, Song Young looks different, and you know they were like, yeah, yeah, well, could no, it be like, the same. It's the same because like that's and I think um I think Kim Nam Gil did such a fantastic job with how he played because the show is structured as part one and part two 
that's mm-hmm. partly in um and like Kim Nam Gil does such a great job with showing like the difference in how his um character changed from the beginning to the end. And it's such a subtle it's it's such a subtle difference, but you notice it because his his body posture was less stiff. He was a mm-hmm. bit more relaxed. And he had like this glow on his face. I think it's I don't think the end of the moisturizer on his face, right? But he looked <laughs> different. Face mist. His face, yeah, they put face mist on him, probably some rose water mist. But his face was glowing. He looked lighter. He looked like he looked happier. And yes. I'm, but that's such a great like it. Like they did such a great job with that um, show, and like he did such a great job with the character because it is such a fant- It's such a subtle difference, but it does make all the difference in who his character was by the end of the show. And that's why he's such a fantastic actor. I, I just love to dramas that research, you know, and you can always tell a thriller or a crime drama where things have been researched and mm-hmm. experts have taken part in it. And like, even with Stranger, some of the things that happen and just it's yes. so subtle, it's so well written because the author or the writer or the screenwriter really took time to talk to people who actually work in the field and it's believable. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. for I think for through the darkness, the actual profiler he was, wrote um, some of it, right? He he wrote some of the he he was a consultant and he wrote some of the um some he wrote some of the screenplay for the show. So that really did make a difference in how thorough mm-hmm. and also how realistic the show is. And it, and it also and I think that's also why it paid so much more attention to the whole this where affects the workers because he's giving his own personal um yeah. perspective right and they and you can take you can tell that yeah. and i'm looking up oh yeah so like one and so i was thinking thank you this is a great actor like one of the i think one of the best dramas i've seen in the last few years was fiery priest he was hilarious <laughs> fiery priest Oh my god, that was one of the most chaotic dramas I have ever seen in my oh life. My god. Oh my god. Oh my god. His co-star? His co-star? Miss Honey Lee? Honey oh Lee. She was hilarious. She has such great comedic timing. I wish she would be in more um comedies more. She is amazing. And then there was even the guy that was playing one of the mobsters. I'm gonna look him up because he had me dying on the guy with the bob cut. Uh-huh. Um he had me dying um he was hilarious and i think i was also on his first acting roles too if i remember correctly from looking it up but he had me dying um <laughs> yeah it was his second show because his first show before before fried priest was whisper and oh since then he's done tell me what you saw he was good in that there too uh Bakshi rookie which i refuse to ever watch and um hello me I'm but he was so good and it also had one of my favorite all-time actors um uh kim sung is it in some no kim one uh, um he played the he played the chief in through the darkness and in fiery priest's <laughs> he played a russian he was a rush a korean russian <laughs> the mafia guy his name is vladimir kosyev and he was hilarious, but I love him because <clears throat> one of the things that really made me like sit up and pay attention to him as an actor is was his role in um the strong girl Dubon Soon. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, one of the office managers and he was the one that was like very uh um, effeminate. Like he would be considered queer. He, his mm-hmm. character would be considered queer and like he would wear like these lace through um chokers and he played a twin. He played an identical twin. So like <laughs> the one that we knew, and he was just hilarious. I love the actor. He is so 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 good. Um, let me see what other dramas has he came on. He's been in so many dramas. Um, he, is, he is, yeah. Oh my gosh, I just he was I in chocolate. Like... He played the doctor in chocolate. Um, he was in Run On. He was in Hush. He's just in so many dramas and in so many films. I don't know where the heck he gets the energy and the time. Because he's so he's so busy. His like list is long. But oh, he, he is on Mr. Wow. He was in Missing. I remember him in that. Mm-hmm. Signal. Mm-hmm. I need to finish Signal. I started Signal. He was in Run On too. Yeah, what I am. I need to, yeah, I, I need to finish Signal. I started Signal in like at the beginning of the pandemic, and I have not finished it yet. It's a heavy, dra- it's a heavy drama. 
it so is, much. it is. But it's one of the best. I think it's considered one of the best K dramas ever made. Um, they did amazing. I remember just sobbing. Yeah. He was in Graceful Friends. He is psychometric, which I still haven't seen because I know how it ends and the ending makes no sense. <laughs> um, and what they did with the brother. I'm like, what is happening here with the brother? I was. Psychometric is one of those dramas that I watched through Tumblr. <laughs> and when I watched through Tumblr, you know, I would go on Tumblr and I was and I would look up the um <laughs> and I would look up the dramas and I just see people's comments and people's own reviews and I watched <laughs> through Psychometric through Tumblr through reading people's Twitter po- um through people's Tumblr posts and the gifts and all these things and I was following. Them. I remember when it got to what happened to the brother. I'm like, wait, no, what? And they would you swear it was after what happened to like, um Dasso's character? That's when I was just like, I right, we're we're good. We're good. They're a good drama. Yeah. I was like, why? I was like, I, I, I legit was at, reacting like I was watching a drama live on TV. It was like, all a gasp at what they did with the brother. And it's just like, how could they? Like, the betrayal. No <laughs> People were upset. <laughs> no need for all of that. No need. Dude, he was like, oh, oh my God. He was something else. But yeah, we got like we went on this thing because we were talking about Keanu. But I love him; he's such a, a a good um a good actor. He's been in so many films and TV shows. I've seen him more in dramas than I've seen him in um, films, though. Yeah, Korea has such a really strong crop of actors. I mean, I guess you would call them. Um, I guess in the West they would call them support actors or supporting actors. Because they they there's, don't really there's, there's supporting actors and then there's cap people that we would be called character actors. Ah. So there so there are the people that you would cast so that if you want someone who would who to come on to play like a mother mm-hmm. or um you know like walk on kind of like walk on roles but they mm-hmm. but they serve but they serve a very particular purpose to the plot to the scenes and Korea to me I think has some of the best. Mm-hmm. character actors too and that and, and it would include like actors that um like a lot of Japanese. Um, and Chinese um, dramas have like specific actors who are very good at doing specific roles. There's like if you watch some some Chinese dramas, there's this guy who plays he always plays some dad or some uncle, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, but he's like, but he, but he's like he, but you would say it's typecasting, but I don't think it's that it's typecasting. But it's just that they have this specific they know how to like mm-hmm. embody these particular type of characters, so they they're really good at it. And like for K dramas, there are actors that you don't know their names. And they're and like some of them are even just some people would come out and they're just there. Like, for instance, like talking like we talk about thrillers, where if someone dies, and like you need a, a parent, and that there's a parent that's gonna come on. They're just gonna have this like maybe one or like maybe one to four scenes in like maybe two episodes tops, where mm-hmm. there's like a grieving mother or a grieving so father, true. and they do such a fantastic job. They do like Oscar worthy performances mm-hmm. in this in like in like these small scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I don't, I don't want to say um, use Oscar worthy scenes as a um as the litmus test or the beyond end all because I always you know me I always say that yep. American <laughs> acceptance is not the beyond end of everything like because that like, you have like um the backside awards you know you have the um like the like so many other awards in in Korea in China in Thailand like a lot of these actors do get nominated for like awards in like Thailand and like in other Asian drama um other Asian awards so like they're to them that's that's their version of the Oscars too so I always try not to discredit and like or say like they're less than because they're not the Oscars to me I'm just like to me the Oscars is a, a touchy subject because I'm just like you people have you, you people hold up the Oscars as being the epitome you know the top of the the top of the mountain the ultimate award to get and then, and then you look at the performances that they keep handing the the performance they keep awarding and it's the same type of performances but from the same white actors all over and over and it's the mm-hmm. same type of films from the same directors over and over and you're just like is it really though the pinnacle is it really the beyond end all to achieve because like when you look at korean cinema i was coming out of like japan and china mainland china and hong kong and you're looking at them and you're just like, um, I'm seeing way more diverse diversity with literally with regards to the type of films being made, the type of dramas and shows being made than what mm-hmm. I'm seeing from Western, um, from, from, from the West. So I'm not going to say an Oscar worthy performance. I'm just like, they're up there. These people are giving performances to that would put 
lead actress to Sheen. That's what yeah. I that's what I would say. You know, like they come on and they give these heart rending performances and they're just like crying and I like, embodying these scenes and you're just like, Oh my gosh, I feel the grief, I feel the anger, or you know, or even if it's like a comedic if it's a comedic drama, mm-hmm. they come on and they like deliver a line so good you're just like i want i wish this person would come back to have more scenes and like you don't see them again maybe to like a like two or three dramas later you're just like oh yeah, i recognize this person or even if you never see them again but and it's not that they're not working it's just that there's so many other projects being made you know that it, you might not see them for again for like the next two three years mm-hmm. but these people make such an impact with with what you would consider small roles it's just like yeah South Korea to me has some of the best for that for sure yeah oh i think that's probably one of the reasons why we prefer asian dramas because we get such a um we get such amazing performances from everybody mm-hmm. performed um in in the in the projects not just mm-hmm. the lead like the leads and the side characters and the and the and the the walk-on characters like they are all they all just give like they're 100 percent, and they just go full out <laughs> and same thing for stunt teams like the same stunt teams we know like we know when we're watching the show when people wearing masks it's possibly because they're part of some stunt team and mm-hmm. this person is supposed to die in a scene so like two like two or three episodes later you're gonna be like, and this the guy that got stabbed like two or three episodes <laughs> <laughs> so to go so like they cover the piece and you're just like you know i'm still buying to the scene even though i know that this person is going to turn up like two or three episodes later doing in like another scene where they're going to get another beat down. So there's always props to the stunt teams like because they deserve more than they get. Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. All about the stunt teams. I want more dramas about stunt programs and stunt teams because I feel like we oh, had yeah. that one I drama. I wish Because hmm? I'm here thinking um, like variety shows need to do more um shows about that like for instance i wish there'd be a variety show about the actual making of like dramas because like let me see you have um master in the house you know where they invite like professionals and people at the top of their fields to come on and talk about their work and like teach the cast how to how they do their job i wish they do something like that for like people that do stunt stunt work because we see them do that with athletes that like, they brought on like the olympic the korean olympic um athletes and they talk about their 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 work and like how they train and they show them. And I wish they do that for the stunt teams, bring on like the men. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of weird that they haven't because some all of these guys that work on like Master House, for instance, are professional like, are actors. Like you have Ethan Gee, who is an actor. You mm-hmm. have um, my guy who was just released from the army, Sanjay, and from Vix, Sanjay. You know, yeah. Sanjay. Like they're actors, they work with these same men in the industry. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, why can't you guys come and bring on some stunt, um, some stunt, some stuntmen? Or even you know that one, they have like variety shows where you know they go into a police station or into a convenience store or into a firefight, um, a how firefight station or um a convenience store. I said that already. Supermarket, and they try to learn how the day to day workings. They could do that with, and they do a school. They have school versions of those shows. They could do a stunt, mm-hmm. a stunt one. Oh, okay. Um, so Nat, <laughs> Nat, in another chat, she she wanted me to say and that he is psychometric was garbage. She agreed with me. <laughs> and she, she watched for um, for Jin Young, and she can't say it was worth it. Yes, he is psychometric. <laughs> had many many people <laughs> upset. It it was very upsetting. It really was. They could have just had, you know, that great brother relationship and had that girl live until the end. And that would have been it. But no. Mm. Oh, we have another listener here, Hussein. Thank you for joining. Um, If you'd like to talk, if you know anything about drama, we can talk about films. <laughs> you just let me know and I'll add you as a caller. Um, But thank you for being here. Um, but yeah, so he is psychometric was crap. It was crap. That is the general consensus <laughs> about that show. You know, there are some shows where there are some shows where you there is no debating if the if it's good or bad. There is none. This was one of those ones. Like all of social media, all of um K Drama Twitter, all of K Drama Tumblr was pissed at the end of that show. <laughs> Kim Kwan deserved more. <laughs> Yeah, the brother. It's just like uh, that. You know, it kind of reminded me of Tale of the Nine Tail, 
what they did with um Kim Bum's character, people were listen. I'm so happy they're doing a, a season two because <sighs> if they had just left that hanging permanently, I would be. I am still upset thinking about what happened to Kim Bum. Um, to his character, I, you know, I'm tired of either. brothers sacrificing for each other. I'm sorry, not me. Hello. Mm. And and the fact he didn't get to say a proper goodbye, I'm like, ooh, I'm like, how you gonna just have his family there in the distance and he he didn't even get to he didn't get to and the picture of them running towards him. Oh my gosh! Please what? don't do this, <laughs> No, I can't. I'm not strong. I'm not strong. <laughs> Oh my god! I cannot he believe he found his family. He created a new family, and then they took him away. I'm done. I'm done. Didn't let him say goodbye. With him watching mm-hmm. them running towards him with that that smile on his face as the tears mm-hmm. rolled down, and he started to disappear into the ether. I am mm-hmm. upset to this day. Mm-hmm. But they're doing a season two. They better bring back the same cast to play the family. You know, they need to bring back, bring them back. I want the little boy back. I want the fun. I want. I, yeah, he was so sweet. Cute. His little chubby cheeks. He was adorable. So oh, he was adorable. His cheeks were like huge. Uh, and I'm gonna look it up because I'm here wondering. Are we getting it this year? I I think it might either. Be, I think it might start filming early summer. Is what I um. Is what I remember reading, so I'm going to look it up now. Because I'm also wondering, you know the guy who played the Imugi? Mm-hmm. A lot of people weren't really impressed with his performance, but I was—I wouldn't necessarily blame him. I think that has more to do with the directing and the writing. Like, they didn't develop his character very well. You know, they didn't really give him much to work with. So I'm not going to blame... I'm not going to blame him. But I'm going to... 2023. Yeah. For for Tale of the Nine Tail sequel, mm-hmm. hmm. Right. So the guy who played Imugi is Iteri, and he, what is he up to? He's been a while. He's been here for a while because I remember him as a child actor. Yeah, um, Red Single Heart is come out. He was in True Beauty. You know, to me, True Beauty came, True Beauty came out last year, but to me, that drama came out. It feels like it came out earlier, but mm-hmm. I think that's because, again, pandemic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, time means nothing in the pandemic. But I, for some reason, I was thinking that True Beauty came out like two, three years ago. But it didn't. It only came out last year. He um, was a young lady and a gentleman? Oh, oh, oh. Yes, he was for one episode. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and his other drama after True Beauty was Red Single Heart. This one, it says... It's coming out the first half of this year, so it's probably going to come out in spring. Um, Who's in that one? And that one stars Ijun and Kainkana and Jun. Really? Ijun, yeah. Jung Hyuk and Ijun together? Wow. And it seems like it might be a Joseon era drama. Oh. Yeah, because it's talking about kings and dynasty and first vice pyramid yes i think this was a just on era drama we might get you another my country the new age bromance yeah. with yeah, you know what they haven't done in a long time a yeah. sila era drama i haven't seen a sila era drama in a really long time mm. like they haven't produced any new ones the last one i watched was empress key and empress key um was was from what 2016 somewhere around there I can but I say that that was one of the most enjoyable times watching you watch Empress <laughs> The most frustrating drama ever. Oh my god. I skipped like <laughs> three or four episodes and nothing still happened. I'm like, how are we still here? <laughs> how did I skip like four whole episodes and nothing has happened? Oh, that's like water. Oh, hey, water. Yeah. They skipped three episodes, and I'm just like, we are still here. The story is not gone. They still got my girl. Correct. Um, b- b- um, go out crying her eyes out every episode. Like she has to probably be taking eye drops at the end, at the end, like, at the end of every filming session because her eyes had to be dry. They had her crying so much. So oh, so much. Um. Yeah, but he was in also Search WW. 
Which, I, you know, that's one of those dramas I would watch over. I would watch over Search WW. Because that, to me, is very similar to Romance's Bonus Book and um, Be Melodramatic. Be Melodramatic. Mm. That made me cry. I feel like I need to start watching more rom-coms. Like, every time I try a romance drama, I'm like, ah. And then I put it away. I'll probably make me maybe watch one or two or three a year. But I really need to get back on my romance drama. I haven't really been feeling the the straight-up romances I've been... Because I, I, I don't know why, because I feel like they're just not as good as they used to be. The, for the Korean dramas, I agree. I've been enjoying like the thrillers and the actions mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. sci-fi dramas more recently than the dra- the romance, the romantic ones. Like, um, Ranon wasn't a straight up rom rom com. Ranon right. was more, it's more slice of life. I really right. like rom com. I'm really liking love and forecasting, and that's because the romance isn't the se- actually the central point of the drama. It's actually more about their work. And like the and the Korean um, Meteorological Association, and you know, like, I like that it isn't strictly about the romance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't re- for the for the Korean dramas. I really have not really been enjoying the rom coms recently. Um, for the ones I have been enjoying, possibly it would be more like the Chinese ones, like um, Why Women Love. So that was one I just recently read. So, so that one is really good too. Yeah, that was really good. Maybe watch. And I rewatched a rational, um, a rational life recently. That's still that's one of those dramas I can rewatch. And yeah, those are the ones I've been enjoying more. It's been more. I think it has to do more with um, like my mood. I <laughs> so I've been enjoying like the darker theme, <laughs> but not like super dark. But not super dark. I'm not all yeah. about the the like. And we had a lot of dark dramas last the past two like last year. Was it last year and the year before? Yeah. There's a lot, like a lot of yeah. dark. And not even all the all of them are great. Not even all of those ones are great too, because all of mm-hmm. all of us are dead to me was not good. You know, I still haven't finished that one. I still have episodes. I still have the last two episodes to watch, and it's been how many? I weeks? don't know why. Like I can't I physically bring myself to press play. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. I don't know. It's just too much gratuitous violence for no reason. I. That's is it. The violence is pointless. It's, it's, it's not well filmed. Like, it's not shot very well. It's too chaotic, yes. and I can't take these zombies seriously because they're more they're more like a, a parody of like what we would call quote unquote Korean zombies mm-hmm. than actual Korean zombies. Like, why are you skittering down the hall like a centipede? What is that? <laughs> I just thought of that tweet that we read about the girl, <laughs> and she was saying how these zombies are like her in the morning when she's late for work and she's trying to figure out what to do i just i don't know i could never hopefully i'll finish hopefully i'll finish soon yeah i i need to i do because i do need to do the podcast for i do need to do the beyond the romance um recap episode Mm -hmm. where i'm gonna cover that but I do need to watch the last two episodes to do that. But I did cover that in the episode, um, the January episode of Here's What Happened. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But I just can't bring myself to watch the last two episodes of that show. And I don't know why. I'm just not feeling it. I don't know. I don't know what's going down. I know I, what's going I'm, on. but yeah. <laughs> Yep. But yes, mm-hmm. I am... Definitely watching more Chinese and J- Japanese romances than I am K drama romances these days. Yeah, the, the Japanese romances have been really good. Like we talked about Fishbowl, and I want to do a, a dedicated episode, or at least one where we talk about Fishbowl, Fishbowl wise more. But I've been enjoying that. Sujikata is it is a romance, but not like a straight romance. It's more like I don't even know how to describe the tone of this show because the music they play, you would swear it's a thriller. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the music that they play for this show, you think someone is gonna come around the corner with a knife ready to stab somebody, but no, that nothing, nothing of that the start happens. Mm-hmm. But that's the tone the show has. It's really odd. Um, but I really like it because it talks about this woman and she's a mangaka artist and like, she's falling in love with her assistant who is younger. I, he's significantly younger, mm-hmm. but like it's mature because it's like he he doesn't he's not 
you know, he's not, I'm not going to protect you. Not. He's like, no, I just love you. And she's like, I just love you too. But I'm married and I can't leave my son for you. And he's like, okay, I'll wait for you. And I'm just here waiting for the husband to die because that's probably the only way she'll like leave the marriage. But it looks like he did that. They did, he did, there's going to be episode nine. I have to check and see because she looks like she's dating her editor. And oh. I'm like, so the husband died? Let's see. Because they do like a six year time jump. And I'm like, oh, okay, oh. we'll see. And it stars our guy, the actor from um, Androgynous Boyfriend. And he is a really good actor because like his, he like has this very small face and very small frame. And like he has like, he, he like, he, as we said, he can play Androgynous characters very well. But I think he'd be sp- spectacular in a thriller. He gives mm-hmm. me that sense that like, he played a really good th- killer. Um, <laughs> so you have to, I actually have to look up his, um, his filmography to see what he's been in. Because I would actually love to see him in a dark in a dark themed drama there's another yeah. drama i was watching it's, i probably have maybe two or three more episodes it's a j drama it's called kosinu futari about um it, and it, these two characters and it's not a romance because one of the characters is asexual and the other one is aromantic and oh, it's not the and, they moving together yes and they move in together I I don't identify as any of the um I'm I don't I don't identify as but I found my you know like the drama is just written so well and the characterization is so good that you just sit yeah. and you just look at these characters like oh my gosh like I see like I can see and it's just beautifully written and the dialogue is just so good and the suburbs are really good as well because a lot of times they have little notes because mm-hmm. you know the the level of the speech is different so even though they translate it to english there's deeper meanings between it's it's wonderful it's probably one of my favorite dramas that i've seen from japan this year it's really good it's yeah really they've been good. knocking it out of the park they've been knocking it out of the park mm-hmm. those dramas because there was what was the one um that we watched where she wanted to lose her virginity um <laughs> It was only about eight episodes long, and each episode was about thirty minutes. But I really like the I really like that how it talked about how women have this idea of men being this a specific way sexually because like mm-hmm. she talked that she thought she thought because the guy was attractive and tall and handsome and all of these women were always like fawning over him mm-hmm. you know all right they were she was they were wedding planners and like he worked there and like he she he's good with women that like, he communicates really well with like the brides when they come and he communicates really well with women and all of the other women are always fawning over him and they're like oh my god he's so handsome and stuff and she mm-hmm. thought that because she thought because of all of this that he he had like a lot of girlfriends you know he was he's been in a lot of relationships and so she wanted to lose her virginity to him because she's like oh if i'm gonna lose my virginity i'd be, prefer it to be with someone who's experienced and mm-hmm. lo and behold it's i know that he's a virgin and he's like but why would you ex he's like she was he's like you know men can be virgins too you know she's like not every man loses their virginity as a teenager mm-hmm. right? and i love how the show explored that how it showed that how women can have preconceptions about men um as well and the show yeah. explored that really well and that's one of the as you said we've been saying like what i love like um Asian dramas because they don't fall into stereotypes and they don't they don't fall into these they don't um use or even if they do they use a show to, they use a show as a way to dispel certain um perceptions whether it's about sexuality whether it's about gender or social status like the one we watched um recently with the the guy who was the construction worker and like you know she fell in, she fell in love with him at for, for she fell in for lust with him at first sight and she thought because he was a construction worker and he's big and muscular that he'd be rough you know and like mm-hmm. crude and he's like the nicest person ever right and i love how the show again like a lot especially japanese shows a particular show how judging you should not judge a book by its cover you shouldn't judge people just based on how they look because yeah. like how they look outwardly has nothing to do with how they would treat other people and how they treat themselves and like you know and their philosophies and beliefs as a person so i really do love japanese dramas for that in particular same definitely and i think they handle people with like disabilities better like stories with people with disabilities Mm -hmm. it's not perfect but it's getting better like they like they they are getting better like they do need to work on diversity with actually showing japanese people who are um not um 
quote unquote Asian. Like you can have black. There's um Afro. There's Afro Asian Japanese people. You know, there's Japanese wow. people who are in the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. and like Japan, this they do need to do a better job of actually casting people for these communities to play the characters. And like you know, especially for like the BLs, it would be great if they cast like some out gay um, actors and actresses mm-hmm. to play gay characters in BL dramas instead right. of straight actors. Like that's what they need to do. Not just like um Japan. Like that needs to, it's Korea, but like Korea is only now really embracing BL genre drama. So we know that's gonna take a long road to get to, especially now with their um new president. Oibe, that whole situation oy. over there. Oy, 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 that's, oy, a, oy. that's a whole, that's a whole other. A whole other can of worms from. That's a whole other discussion right there. Oh, um, but man. this has been great. This is um, I think this is for my first space test space for Karen and Tal's podcast on Colin. Yay. I think you've been, I think you've done a pretty good job. Um, I thank you so much lot. for. <laughs> Yes, I know. Thank you so much for talking with me, Josie, and Joy for putting your <laughs> from chat from chatting in the chat room, and for Hussein for joining and Sting. I thank you for for being here, and um, I'm going to end the room now. I I'm going to I, I'll be posting um um announcements on my Twitter, which is Carrie CNH12 on Twitter, Instagram, because I will for the next three weeks going on from next week, I will actually be hosting um podcasts. I've been doing podcasts every Sunday, but for the next three weeks from next week, I'll be talking to Black Canadian film creatives. Um, I already have my guests lined up. One is going to be for a documentary, a um, BLK, which is a Canadian documentary about Black history in Canada. And um, there is going to be a new show premiering um, on CBC Gem at the end of March. I don't know who the guest is yet because I'm speaking to the um, publicist about organizing the guest, but I believe it's going to be the writer. So it's possibly going to be Amanda Paris because she created the show. But we will see. But I'll be posting announcements on my Twitter and um, I'll be posting the announcement here in Colin. And this episode that I'm recording today will be posted um, on the app possibly tomorrow, Monday or Tuesday because I have to do the editing and everything for that. But thank you so much for listening to me and for joining me for my first official episode of Carolyn Talks Podcast. And this episode is Let's Talk Drama, which we'll be doing more. I think we're going to probably do at least one of these drama chats a month here on Colin, as well as with my podcast, Beyond the Romance. I don't know why I've given myself all these podcasts. I think it's probably the um the <laughs> the cognitive fog. It's easier for me to talk than it is for me to write these days. Um, So that's what I'll be doing. And until the next episode, everyone, stay safe. Bye.